Musings with Chanel, the podcast where we endeavor to know better, be better, and do better by examining our lives and the ways in which we navigate the spaces where we find ourselves. I am your host, Chanel, and I thank you, as always, for joining me. Before we go any further, please take a few seconds to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already, and to make sure that you don't miss any episodes. And follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Musings with Chanel. Are you doing that? Have you already done that? Good. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode. Chronologically, this is the second episode of season two, but really this is going to be the first full topic-driven episode of the season. If you're new here or you've been here before, then again, thanks for being here. Um, Just relax, ease your mind, get comfortable. I view this podcast as a safe space, and my hope is that you can come here and be blessed with some insight and some inspiration and feel more energized by the end of every episode. I intend to come to you every week and bring with me um, whatever lessons I'm learning in the moment. You know the way that sometimes people say, Oh, that was a teachable moment. I feel like my entire life is filled with teachable moments. And really, if you think of it, life itself is one long teachable moment. And I'm here to learn all the lessons. I intend to be a lifelong student. I intend to share everything that I learn. And this podcast and the entire Musings with Chanel platform is really my invitation to you for us to journey together. I want us to live our best lives. I want us to figure out what fulfillment looks like for us. And then I want us to work on it. How do we get there? And all of the questions along the way. So we'll be exploring resources. We'll be exploring um, research. We'll be exploring different perspectives and different opinions just to figure out how best we can navigate this thing called life. Does that sound good to you? Yes? So what are we talking about today? I've written down so many topics for these episodes, and I sat down to start drafting, you know, what episode two should look like. And I really had about three false starts where I selected topics that may have been popular, but I really didn't feel connected to them. And so I couldn't use them. Because for me personally, if I'm working on an episode, then it has to be something that resonates with me. It has to be content that I first have found useful because I really wouldn't want to share something that I personally didn't find to be impactful. I'm using my life, my challenges, my victories as an example so that I could share some meaningful lesson or perspective that I learned along the way. So I sat there and I was thinking about what's going on with me right now. And I was thinking about how I'm feeling right now. And I thought about what I could do to feel better, 
right? So I'll go through those three questions. What's going on with me right now? How I feel and what I could do to feel better. What's going on with me right now is a lot. A lot of stuff, right? Kids, husband, job, business, podcast, the usual. How I feel, grateful, sometimes overwhelmed. Sometimes so overwhelmed that I feel like I'm drowning. I don't know how better to describe it. What could I do to feel better? Well, this may sound a bit cliche, but what I could do to feel better is actually practice more self-care. And there you have it. That's what inspired this week's topic. Because it's easy to say, hmm, just practice more self-care. But sometimes it's not that easy to do. I wanted to explore why we are sometimes okay with being at the bottom of the care list. So the topic of this episode is actually in the form of a question that I have had to ask myself recently. And that question is, how much do you care about you? Let's jump right into it. I feel like we are all doing this thing called life and we all have different responsibilities, titles that we carry, relationships and people that we deem to be important, and different things that we prioritize at different times. The more I grow, the more steps I take as I'm building a life for myself and a life with my husband and for our two kids who are now almost one and two and a half, by the way, the busier it seems I get. And there are way more responsibilities and things to think about on a daily basis. As a parent, it adds another layer where you quite literally have lives that depend on you for everything. So for me, in light of all of that, I've noticed a pattern in myself that is not healthy. It's worth sharing because I feel as though some of you may be able to relate. And if you do relate, and if this episode does speak to you at any point and it makes you feel seen or heard, then let me know on Instagram or Facebook or in the reviews, wherever. I would love to hear from you. But as I was saying, the unhealthy behavior that I noticed in myself was that I felt like I'm doing a good thing when I put everyone else's needs ahead of mine. Because... When I'm in those moments, I feel like this is an indication of me being this wonderful, self-sacrificing mother, wife, human being who is here to serve the entire world first. So if the end of the day came and I was completely worn out, then I would relish in everything that I had accomplished that day for everyone else. Necessary things, of course. And I would be proud of myself and I would reason with myself, that the price of that level of efficiency was that meal that I didn't eat when I made sure everyone else was eating, or the walk that I didn't take when my husband and the kids went for fresh air, or my vitamins that are sitting on the counter that I ignored, even though I managed to give my daughter her vitamins that were right next to mine. Stuff like that would just keep happening and happening. And I would continue the cycle of almost guaranteed burnout. And then, on top of that, I had the nerve 
the nerve to get defensive with my husband when he would point out those things and try to get me to just chill out and relax. But my go-to was always, relax, there's too much to do. And now, if you knew me before, um, that's very different from my usual approach, especially before kids. I feel like I just love to relax. I like to chill out. I don't like to feel stressed. I like to read books and watch shows and think and just be. So this whole heightened way of being was new. And it wasn't sustainable. It isn't sustainable. I would go between feeling like I was winning and accomplishing everything and I would end up experiencing burnout and feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm drowning. Then I'd feel better and I'd do it all over again. And this is where I add that COVID and related stresses just didn't help. So it dawned on me one day that even when I felt like I was winning for the family or winning on my job or whatever it was, I was suffering personal losses that I couldn't really validate, right? And so now I'm being forced by myself, I'm being compelled to think about how much I love the people that I love, how much I love the life that I have, and then consider how much I love and care about myself. I'm also considering that perhaps if I checked in with myself as often as I check in with other people, and if I anticipated my own needs as often as I anticipate the needs of others, and if I prioritized my own happiness as much as I care about the happiness of my loved ones, then maybe I could feel better for me, within myself more often. I am understanding more that no one else can give you the gift of self-care. No one else can truly tap into who you are as a person and know all the things that energize you and give those things to you every single time. People can learn, of course. I know that. Like in a marriage, it's great to have a partner that's able to see what's going on with you and anticipate your needs and all that good stuff, but that's not what I'm talking about at all. This is where I usually would do a definition time, but there are really so many self-care definitions depending on what the focus is. At the heart of it all, though, the common denominator is exactly what it says. Self-care, care of self. I like the Oxford Dictionary definition, which says... Self-care is the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness, in particular during periods of stress. Do you want me to go over that again? Self-care is the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness, in particular during periods of stress. The key word there for me is active. Self-care is not passive. It's not just going to happen for you or to you. It is something that you have to engage in or be ready to engage in and invest energy in figuring it out for yourself 
and then following through. I'll qualify that and say that self-care sometimes can look like you just zoning out and doing nothing, just straight chilling. But that's because you're taking an active role in examining your well-being to the point where you realize that you needed to rest and you made the decision to do nothing, right? Then there's the component of self-care that I still struggle with sometimes, and I'm sure some of you do. And that part is me feeling like I should be doing something else whenever I do decide to take a break for my own mental and emotional well-being. So I shared all of that to be transparent, to let you know some of the things that I'm working through, and to offer some tips that I've been using and that I've come across so that if you also find it hard to prioritize yourself, then you can leave this episode feeling just a bit more hopeful. I also would like to challenge you to take a long, hard look at yourself and what you're doing on a daily basis that's not serving you or honoring you or respecting you and see what you can change. The other day, someone reminded me about that analogy about, you know, being on a plane and securing your own oxygen mask before you help others. And I've heard it a million times. You probably have too, but it hit me in a different way when I heard it again a few days ago. It just made me put things into perspective. Look at my life and consider all of the personal things that I'm sacrificing for some greater good that isn't even real. And because of that, now in an effort to be more mindful and intentional about how I'm navigating my day, before I do certain activities or agree to certain things, I now like to ask myself, to what end? And if I don't like the answer, I modify my behavior. Because my happiness is an inside job and I have to keep checking in with me. I have to check in to know if I'm okay. I have to check in to know how I feel. I have to check in to know whether I even have the energy to do whatever the task is. And in each moment, I have to do what's best for me so that I could be the best version of me. So what I've put together are five tips on what you can do to take care of you in a world that requires so much. Number one, establish boundaries with yourself and with other people so that expectations are clear. And then once you establish those boundaries, stand by them. Right now, I'm reading this book that came out last month by a therapist that I follow on Instagram. Her name is Nedra Glover-Tawab, and she's a boundaries expert. And the book is called Set Boundaries, Find Peace, A Guide to Reclaiming Yourself. And I'm probably going to dedicate an entire episode to going over some of the gems that she dropped in that book. It's everything. But essentially... What I'm getting at here with the boundaries point is a lot of what we experience and a lot of the burnout that we feel or the way that we feel the need to be everything to everybody all the time, a lot of that is tied to boundaries that we sometimes fail to have or that we're afraid to establish with other people and with ourselves so that we're creating stresses that aren't really necessary. So yes, Point number one, establish boundaries with yourself 
and others. Number two, I would say is shift your mindset because I wouldn't be me if I'm not pointing to the power of your mindset. Look at the quality of your thoughts. See if they're serving you. If they're not, change the way you're thinking and approaching that particular aspect of your life. You should care about yourself enough to change those patterns that are not operating in your best interest. Number three, be intentional about doing at least one thing every day that makes you happy and let that thing be solely for you, whether it's a long bath or a shower, watching a video, reading a book, meditating, dancing, exercising, whatever it is, it has to be something that makes you feel good that you're doing for yourself. I found that I'm happier when there's something in every day that I could feel belongs to me. Sounds selfish, but it's necessary. So be intentional about doing at least one thing every day that makes you happy and only belongs to you. Number four is express yourself. Sometimes things feel worse when we keep them bottled in, um, whether it's our frustrations or our assumptions about other people's expectations of us that we believe to be true. So sometimes you end up stressing out and neglecting yourself to satisfy the needs that you assume someone else has when that's not even the case. Or if it is the case and you feel overwhelmed by it, then you're kind of carrying that around, making your chest feel all tight. And that's not really good. It's important to know when to have conversations. It's important to know when to aggressively write in your journal if it's not time to have that conversation. Whatever you do, express yourself. Get rid of that tension. Some of this can even go back to having boundaries. Um, But, you know, sometimes talking it out or writing it out helps you to shift your perspective or at least um, get more clarity about your thoughts and get the help you need if you need help to move forward. And the last one is number five, and that's just respect and protect your energy. I have found that when I am being mindful about taking care of myself, I become more cautious about the people that I'm around, the type of conversations that I want to be a part of, I pay attention to the energy that's being brought to me, and I look at what I'm bringing as well. And so on that point, I'll just say, don't be afraid to disengage when the vibe isn't right. That's a form of self-care as well. Knowing when to exit, knowing when to leave, to protect yourself and your energy is always a good thing. So those were the five tips that are working for me as we speak. And there are tons of others. Um, You can Google them, of course, but I wanted to share particularly those five with you because they've been game changers for me. And I hope that they can help you if you are looking for ways in which you can take care of yourself better. I think of it like when you're in a relationship with someone and you're always thinking of, what you can do to make them feel loved, what you can do to show them your appreciation. You know, you want them to feel good. You should want the same things for yourself. Um, You should be doing things for yourself as well. Um, You should be appreciating you. And if you're not doing that yet, then like me, you should get with this self-care program. 
I hope you've gotten something from this episode. I want you to take the best care of yourself first and then be the best version of you in all the roles that you have in your life. All right. I'm not sure if this was a quick episode or not. I wasn't looking at the timer, but here we are at the end of the episode. If you liked it, let me know. Tell me what you do for self-care. Let's keep the conversation going. If you're not already following me on social media, then of course, follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Musings with Chanel. And last but not least, if you know anyone that could benefit from this episode or that's into podcasts like these, then please, please share it with them. As always, I thank you for listening. I'm wishing you peace, love, and light. Until next time.